welcome to Swarthmore Presbyterian Church's podcast. This is your host, Alex Evangelista. We are delighted you are here. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. You are now listening to a sermon recorded for October 24th, 2021, titled Holy Rhythms by Reverend Alex Evangelista. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be holy and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In the last few weeks during Sunday school, We end each Sunday school class by reciting the Shema. I shout out to the kids, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then they all respond with, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. It's become one of my favorite things about Sunday mornings. As the children and I think about how the stories of scripture shape us, how they lead us to know that we are beloved children of God, that we are called to love God and to love our neighbors. And it's my prayer and my hope that this ongoing rhythm of reciting the Shema will be a constant reminder for our children of what it means to be a disciple of Christ that we are called to love our God. In our faith tradition, we get a lot of rhythms that become reminders of what it means to be a disciple of Christ, and they ground us. The rhythm in our worship service of confession and assurance reminds us that even when we fail to be faithful disciples, We can confess our shortcomings to our God who is faithful still. When we have baptisms in our church, we are called to remember how in baptism, God claims and seals us to show that we belong to God, that God calls us beloved. It's such a holy rhythm. In fact, it's a call to discipleship. For if you recall, the promises we make as disciples of Christ. Do you promise to guide and nurture by word and deed with love and prayer, encouraging them to know and follow Christ and to be a faithful member of Christ's church? Y'all, our discipleship calls us to be a village that supports the baptized child, the baptized adult. And what a holy task. These rhythms and reminders can truly be grounding for they feel concrete. Love God, love neighbor, confess your sins. Be assured that God's grace is with you even before you knew it. Be a people, a village that supports one another. But here's the thing, I can go to church and go through these rhythms of 
every day of my life and never be transformed. Because we know that these holy rhythms, holy reminders of discipleship will only shape and transform us if we hear the call of discipleship and decide to follow the way of Jesus. I wonder if these holy rhythms and reminders don't feel as grounding for you. For we feel that the ground under our feet is shaking. Indeed, our current journeys of discipleship have taken place during a global pandemic with more deaths in the U.S. than the one of 1918 pandemic. And this is where I resonate with the words of Bartimaeus. For I don't have time to wait for God to call on me. For I'll go to Jesus of Nazareth, shouting out, have mercy on us. And then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? It's the question we must answer. It's the question many before us had to answer. See, the reading of scripture is another rhythm we take on that could ground us, ground us in the good news of our God. And see, our gospel reading today is the last pericope before Jesus enters Jerusalem. And this is important for the Gospel of Mark has been telling us what it means to be a disciple of Christ, what it means to follow the way of Jesus, and that movement concludes with our Gospel story today. For in chapter 11, it moves from a focus on discipleship to a focus on Christology, entering Jerusalem is the journey towards the cross. Now, we don't have time today to go through Mark's theological treatise on discipleship found in chapters 1 through 10. So let's look at chapter 10. And I pray that this rhythm of scripture reading may ground us, allow me to preach for a second on discipleship. Verse 13. We get a good reminder of what not to do. When little children come to Jesus, the disciples act as gatekeepers, speaking sternly to them. These little ones who in ancient times were seen as insignificant members of society because of their de dependence are seen by the Christ who sees the actions of the disciples and is indignant. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Christ takes them in his arms, lays his hands on them, and blesses the little children. Who are we as disciples to be gatekeepers of God's kingdom? What does it mean to be a disciple? As theologian Lamar Williamson puts it, the dependence of children who cannot support themselves but expect and receive their support from parents become a metaphor for entering the kingdom of God. This is the way of Jesus Christ, caring for the children in our midst, 
receiving the kingdom as beloved children of God. What does it mean to follow the way of Christ? Verse 17. For the rich man runs up, kneels before Jesus. He says, good teacher, teach me the way. This rich man is sincere, respectable, religious. For he has kept all the commandments since his youth. Yet when Christ looks at him, loves him, and tells to break with his earthly treasures so he might find treasures in heaven. He wasn't able to come to Christ and follow the way of Christ. I mean, I get it. When the economies of the world can be so gripping on how we understand the world, it's hard to understand the way of Christ, who proclaims that many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Yet the grips of our world cannot hold, can have no hold on a disciple who responds to the call. The way of Christ proclaims, the one who responds to the call of discipleship can part ways with the worldly possessions for the heavenly, can be the camel that goes through the eye of the needle. For with God, all things are possible. This is the way of Jesus Christ, to find our eternal treasure in heaven and not on earth. I'll keep the next one quick. Verse 35, James and John get the question from Jesus that must be answered. What is it you want me to do for you? They replied, grant us to sit, one at your right hand, one at your left, in your glory. They don't know what they are asking. They want to be first. They want to be great. They desire status. And Jesus tells them, whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. This is the way of Christ. You see, the holy rhythm of going through Scripture can ground us can remind us of the call of discipleship, of the way of Christ. It reminds us how Jesus calls for a change in people's hearts and people's desires so that we may follow him. Cool. We know what it means to follow Christ, yet Christ's question lingers. What is it you want me to do for you? I share the previous passages because context is so important when we arrive at our last story and Mark's focus on discipleship. Jesus is with the disciples, with the large crowd, and we come across Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, who hears it was Jesus of Nazareth. Have mercy on me, he shouts. Sternly they order, quiet. He cried out more loudly, shut up, silent. Will he get the attention of Jesus? He's a nobody. Plus, the crowd is huge. The disciples are all around Jesus. Christ won't hear him, right? 
and Christ stands still. Call him here. Bartimaeus throws off his cloak, most likely the most precious belonging that brought him warmth and shelter. He springs up. It's all happening so quickly. And Jesus says to him, what do you want me to do for you? Healing, restoration, salvation, wholeness. This is what it means to be made well. Sozo in Greek. Bartimaeus' faith in Christ made him whole, restored, yes, healed. And here the final words of this chapter. Bartimaeus followed him on the way. What stands out in this discipleship story can only stand out when you see how it varies from the previous ones in chapter 10. Discipleship includes crying out to Jesus, shouting at Jesus, teacher, make it well. We are not okay. Bartimaeus was told to keep his truth-telling to himself. Maybe someone told him, I know you're struggling right now, but you're distracting me from this gathering. Or, I know you want to be seen, you want justice and mercy, but it's distracting my view on Jesus. Discipleship doesn't have time for this because it includes being bold, truth-telling, founded on a deep conviction that Jesus will hear our cries. For it's not the gathering of people that keep Christ's attention. It's the one who boldly cries out in faith, who is restored and comes to follow the way of Christ. Christ sees, Christ sees and hears the Christ, and hears the cries. And this final discipleship story is how the way of Christ's discipleship is a mutual call. For who called whom first? Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus first, cries out to Jesus. Yet when the cries reach Christ, Bartimaeus is also called. We are called. We hear the words, take heart, get up. He is calling you. Take heart can also be heard as be encouraged, strengthen your desires, your core, reorient your will to the one who is calling you. This mutual call, this aspect of discipleship can be so grounding in a time like this. When we cry out in suffering, cry out because we desire to see justice and peace, cry out because we have faith, Christ will hear us. And we hear Christ's promise, your faith has made you well. Our faith in Christ makes us well. For Christ goes to Jerusalem Expectations are upended, death is conquered, and we hear the resurrected good news of God's restoration, salvation, and wholeness. So let today be a reminder, a rhythm of discipleship to embrace, that the way of Christ gives space for us to cry out to Christ, for our Christ 
hears our call and draws near to us. For Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? This is the question to answer. May we be made whole and restored. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this sermon, recorded for October 24, 2021, titled, Holy Rhythms, by Reverend Alex Evangelista. We'll see you soon, and may the peace of Christ be with you.